the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Blue Throne's new partnership model just received an $85 million credit line and now allows you, app creators, with product market fit to stay in the game and not sell your entire business. And you still get to enjoy the excitement of scaling through Blue Throne's advanced SDK technology, publishing network, and their specialized scale team. Look, growing your app beyond a certain point all by yourself is almost impossible. Trust me, I've scaled a lot faster by teaming up with others. Because your beloved baby, your app, must mature and transform into a company. Blue Throne's new partnership model is better than any VC investment because it gives you cash in hand, your life back, and the right to see your app adopted by millions while making millions. Learn more by going to bluethrone.io. That once again is bluethrone.io. Got an app idea that you think will be the next unicorn but you don't know what to do next? Well, with more than 15 years of experience creating software, b7dev.com can help you out. Schedule a free one-hour call by going to b7dev and let them know that Steve sent you. That, once again, is b7dev.com. Welcome to the App Masters show. And if you are probably asking, where is Steve? Was he kidnapped again? So uh, the answer to, the que- to this question will come in a few minutes. Um, I'm alone, uh, Steve's friend first, and secondly, uh, CEO at uh, Bluthron. And today I'm going to talk with you about seven figures, app exit, the ultimate guide to selling your app. And um, before we will discover what happens to Steve, I want to um, like. Um, introduce um, our head of data, Vlad, that will come to this uh, show together with me to walk you through the exit guide. So, Vlad. Hey, everyone. Vlad from Blue Throne. So, together with Alon, we we see a lot of apps and uh, a lot of funny stories, interesting stories, and we're going to share some of them with you today. Great. Great, great. So uh, Amir, oh, Amir, right, right, is uh, with us. Hello. So uh, all the listeners, if you can like type uh, hi, so we can see that uh, you know we are not alone, and uh, we have a great audience together with us. Hamdi and Do yeah. and Adrian is joining Hello. now. Hello, guys. Hello, guys. So meanwhile, while you are uh, you know chatting and saying hello. Um, Let's understand what happened to Steve. So um, the fact is that uh, Steve is um, doing today a live event. So if you guys are in San Francisco, you can go to this uh, live event together with uh, um, um, Purchasely and together with my brother, uh, which flew to San Francisco, Idan, and together with, I think, even Mobile Action. And all the good guys joined to do this uh, um, workshop. Um, live in San Francisco, and we are here to like uh, deliver a great presentation of uh, 
live Friday. So hello, Liat and Subgo. Hi, Adrian. Adrian. Hello, guys. So, Vlad, let's discuss a little bit what we are going um, to talk about today. Yep. And like in Blue Throne, as Vlad said, we are seeing lots of apps. Okay. By saying seeing lots of apps, I'm referring to seeing the actual data. Okay. Inside the accounts of apps that are like um, participating to be acquired. So this is how we build some kind of benchmarks and uh, KPIs and uh, rules, let's say, to distinguish between different type of apps. So in Bluthon, we have four tiers of apps. You can imagine that not every app is the same, right? Um, you have apps that are more relied on user acquisition. You have apps which are paid apps and games apps and non-games apps. And different yeah, niches. The, the categories are different, but also the apps character can be very different. Two apps can look similar at the first glance, but once you look at the data, it can be a totally different story. Exactly, exactly. So, um, and during like our journey, uh, we saw a lot of, uh, as Vlad say, similar apps. But again, once you are uh, opening, you know the 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 the, the data and like recovering and seeing everything, you discover what is really going on there, okay? So this is what we're going to talk about. And this um, presentation and, um, you know, YouTube Live, YouTube Live and podcast is like we are doing it together with you. It's not like a university uh, presentation where somebody speaks and everybody uh, just listen. In this presentation, we built it in a way that you guys can participate. Means that at the end of, this kind of uh, presentation, you will know what kind of tier is your app taking part of. And then based on that, you will know what is the multiplier, the exit multiplier. You might go and take the cash home or partner with us. We will speak about everything. Vlad, do you want to elaborate more about that? Yeah, exactly. You know, when we look at the apps with all our tools and experience, Quite often we discover, we discover things that uh, even the app owner didn't know about his app. So, of course, we try to share these insights. So after we process, after we do our magic, um, even if we don't go further to the next stage of the deal, this happens, of course, sometimes, uh, we always try to share what we found, to share our knowledge. So, and today, in today's meeting, um, of course, we did not see your apps. But we will share some thoughts and provide you with a very simple tool that will allow you to look at your app from uh, from the exit angle, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, and Vlad, like, uh, if you can share a little bit about your background, like um, before going to the apps world, like what you did and like um, how we developed together in Bluthrow all these kind of uh, methods and uh, way of evaluating apps to acquire, to exit, etc. Yeah. Before Blue Throne, when I joined Blue Throne, I was already in the apps world for some time. But before that, um, I used to be, um, I come from the investment analysis. So um, I used to be an investment analyst and I've um, grown in this role for some time. So I built uh, Google Sheets models, Excel models. 
And basically, my thinking is that uh, an app is an asset that you uh, look at. Um, I mean, an app is just an asset like an like any asset. It has uh, investment uh, like attractiveness, and it has potentials, risks, strengths, and uh, weaknesses. So when we look at the apps at Blue Throne, we try to understand its, um, um, you know, what's inside it. So an app is like any other business, it's uh, delivering services to the clients. And uh, the the first thing that comes um, um, to our mind when we look at the app is how good is the product? We call it product market fit. And uh, the essential thing is if the app is servicing its clients uh, good. Um, so if the clients are happy, we of course, we see a lot of good uh, positive reviews. Uh, if there is a problem with the app, the clients give their feedback as well. Um, this is something to uh, look from the product perspective. There are also other perspectives. Uh, it may be a good product, but uh, it may not be monetized well, or there may be a failure in the app. It may be a good app, but with the failures. So our our outlook at the apps are um, the product, the quality of the product, and the potentials of what we can do with the app. So this is, uh, we, we build an investment story based on it. And the story includes uh, the quality of the product. We will talk about that later uh, yeah. with the cards and so. Um, yeah. 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 Awesome, awesome. So I, I think that, you know, Vlad and everybody that, the business we are playing here, like the, the, the B2C, the consumer, the apps, the, the, the subscription walls, the consumable, all this kind of stuff, is the only business that indie developer or some very small group of developers, like four or five people, can create a product that goes to millions and make them millions, but of dollars, not just users. So, and this is what we are seeing quite a lot, to be honest, like... Indie devs, or again, small groups of devs that, you know, even still living in their parents' attic. Working on a product, like uh, day and night, of course, it's not an easy job. Uh, and we all know it, right? And they have this kind of, we call them tech artists. They have some kind, they took the, the, the good thing from the artist world, and then some things from the technology world, and then combine them, and they make... Sometimes product market fit apps, or at least apps that goes to, if not millions, hundreds of thousands of, of or uh, ten thousands or more, and like they serve these uh, users, and it's a it's 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 a magnificent thing because if you can tell me if you know other industries that you can go with your app worldwide and make potentially bunch of money of doing it, it's amazing thing. Yeah, the wonderful thing is one app can uh, invest millions of dollars, literally millions, uh, on user acquisition, on growing, and the other app from the same niche, just the neighbor of this app, can be fully organic, and uh, it can have one sole uh, creator, and it can ha it may have zero marketing budget, literally. Exactly. And these apps uh, can be the same size and just be neighbors in the app store, and yeah. show similar performance. But these apps are very different between them. Yeah, exactly. So this is the opportunity uh, we are here to speak about. So let's jump into the presentation. We are like 10 minutes already inside. So as we said, like, let's imagine 
we are in Vegas, right? Soon we will be in Vegas. We can talk about it as well. And like, if we will need to choose just like five cards, five KPIs that will determine what is the tier of your app and what is the multiplier that you're going to get for this tier, for this app. So we like try to make it very simple and to go for just five things that we are going to talk about. And as I said, these like five things will define the, um, the valuation eventually of the app. Few, yeah, just uh, just one, one thing about the multiplier. So not just the revenue matters. Two apps may have the same revenue. One million, let's say 100K per year. But inside these 100K, there may be totally different things. And that's what we're going to talk about. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So like a few words about us and then we'll get into the, um, you know, the, the, the full content on full power. So we are Blue Throne, again, Singaporean company. By the way, um, Vlad and I speaking now from uh, Southeast Asia. Uh, it's uh, like uh, midnight it's time. time here. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, Steve asked us to jump for this, uh, you know, uh, for this call and deliver our ever best uh, content. And this is what we are here for. Um, and yeah, like if you want to uh, find out more, you can go to the website or, or maybe you probably know us already. So let's start with the main topic, organic versus paid traffic. And you, we can see it also as, are you bluffing or do you have a solid head? Vlad, do you want to elaborate more about this like big idea? Um, yeah, you know, once we've seen an app that... Uh that had a decent revenue and was even growing. But when we looked at the number of subscribers, we found out that it's declining. Uh, so wonderful thing that you may have a growing up, but you already know that in some time a decline will start and the app will probably die very soon. And sometimes, not sometimes, quite often, you are very, you are even able to know at which moment the growth will stop. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. How how like uh, developers can know like uh, or predict you know uh, when the growth will stop and the decline will start? Um, first of all, um, just before we talk about organic versus paid, um, multiple metrics are important inside the app. So of course, revenue is an important thing because it's money, and it drops uh, on your account, and it's always nice to have. But um, the number of active users is important. The number of active subscriptions is important. Subscription renewal rates are extremely important. And uh, as you probably know, the app stores uh, love good apps, basically. And when they decide if they give you traffic or not, they look at your metrics as well. So if your app has a great retention, if users keep using it since after seven days, after two weeks, and so on, if they pay, and if they keep paying, of course, uh, Apple and Google love it, and they adjust it in such a way that you get more traffic and more quality traffic also, um, and you are able to monetize it better. So here we, we are going to talk about organic versus paid traffic. Uh, first of all, these two kinds of traffic are different. It's, uh, it may look like the same users, but paid user is not organic user. We'll see 
how, how yeah. they are different. And uh, the whole story of the app and the business is very different between organic apps and paid apps. Yes, uh, you see the charts, Alon? Yeah, we are going to talk about like at least uh, nine big differences between organic uh, traffic and paid traffic. And then you guys can decide, hey, I don't know, my strategy is to go like full power on the user acquisition. Maybe I need to invest more after I learn what I learned uh, um, about uh, like uh, organic traffic and how much it, impo- it is important, how it will contribute to my app valuation if I will want to do exit, etc. But like, as Vlad said, If we are like before jumping into the like all the stuff and the numbers and like uh, you know bombarding our heads around it, let's see like a lifespan of an app, right? An app, if it succeeds, it can like even never succeed and then it like flat. So we are talking here only about apps that somehow succeed. So we can see that the the yx that you can see in the like in the in the frame is organic traffic. Right, and the X is time. Now, time can be weeks, can be months, can be years. We see in Bluthron already apps that launched with the App Store and still make like a big impact and growing, right? So um, there is a saying also in the VC world, there is a skeptic, um, people are getting like skeptic about the lifespan of an app because maybe they know about, let's say, 80% of the apps that never made it, right? And they are flat uh, throughout uh, their lifetime. But um, we are seeing a lot of apps that make it for years. Like five years is already an average, uh, like, uh, year count that we are seeing. Vlad? Yeah, you know, Alon, when we discussed this uh, lifetime uh, cycle story with uh, Idan, with our, our partner, uh, We made an analogy with stars. Like an app is like a star, physical star like like our sun. And the stars, you know, also have life cycle. Um, okay. It may be like a short-living app that uh, explodes like supernova and then collapses into a white dwarf. So the tier four, the last uh, stage of life of the app is uh, like a white dwarf app. When the okay. app is uh, too small and cannot grow anymore, does not shine anymore. Love it. <laughs> Okay. And then the others like uh, that will survive uh, for the longest time? Yeah, we thought about the black holes, but we did not find an analogy in the okay, so, so Vlad is taking us to, into his uh, PhD in physics now. So <laughs> let's come back to the uh, app lifespan. So as we see, there is the growth of, uh, and we call this uh, uh, phase tier one, right? It's going fast. It's kind of like hockey stick if you're coming from the startup world, right? And then at some point, again, after weeks, months, maybe years, it will stop. It will lose the exponential growth and it will start to um, be flat, okay? And this is tier two, like flat apps that are taking the ranking, taking the traffic, organic traffic, getting still traction, but, you know, the amount of users that are coming equal to the amount of users that are leaving or the revenue that is coming is equal to the revenue that is leaving and so, and so on and so forth. And then at some point, of course, if we neglect the app, this will happen very short uh, after the um, getting flat, the app starts to decline. And this is tier three. And what does it mean? Decline in terms of organic traffic means that now we are in the tier three zone, which means we need to turn on 
user acquisition, probably on full power, to keep this graph, I don't know, as high as we want. But we, of course, we are going to pay for every user that we are going to bring in. And eventually, the app will die. Tier 4, um, as we said, some of the apps always are Tier 4. <laughs> and, but yeah, this is the life cycle. Any last comment about it, uh, Pilar? Yeah, just to give another analogy, Tier 1 is like, uh, you know, the markets also have similar nice. cycle. Uh, there is markets for electric cars. It's like a Tier 1 market. Tesla is emerging. They sell more and more Teslas now. This is Tier 1. Tier 2 is like stable market, like Microsoft. Good company, growing, but not Tesla, right? Tier 3 is something like um, declining markets. Like, you know, there was this company who sold the games on CDs, GameStop, <laughs> if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, yeah. And Tier 4 is obviously dead, dead markets or commodity markets where you cannot play any interesting game anymore. So this, yeah. this also applies to, to the apps. Amazing, amazing. So if before we, we skip into like uh, the tiny details here, like if I want, if I'm a developer and want to sell my app, like um, Vlad, as an investor or uh, a person that builds models for investments, why, why, where is the best time to sell your app? Yeah. <clears throat> of course, um, if you think uh, like simplistic, or stupidly, you would try to sell when you're at the end of the tier two. It's like, I've enjoyed the growth and now I can sell it to someone uh, and it will be his problem. But in fact, it's not, not a good reasoning because when you join uh, Blue Throne, because you, you can just sell the app, but you also can partner with Blue Throne. So if you partner at the stage one, you can make much more out of your app with us than without us. So this curve can be much bigger if you do right things at the tier one stage. And these right things um, is something that we as Blue Throne do together with apps, together with the teams of the apps. Yes, but Vlad, like if I'm a like developer, indie developer, and I'm seeing growth months over months, okay? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure when the tier two will come, right, uh, phase. Yeah. So I want to enjoy this growth as long as uh, as possible, right? So why for me to do this thing? Uh, we can well, understand. First of, all, of course, any growth does not last forever. And it's nice to enjoy the growth, but uh, the level where it stops also depends on the things that you do. Uh, when the app, uh, when there is a growth, there it usually means there is a product market fit. It's a great product. Only great products grow quick. Um, however, your success, your final success, also depends on other things that you do. If you monetize correctly, if you market your app correctly, and uh, there is like a ceiling. You cannot uh, grow by only exploiting one factor, only the product. It will work for some time, but then you need other factors to support your growth and to grow much bigger. Just to, to have an analogy, um, you know, Apple is... Uh, used to be building computers initially they did not build phones so if they stick to computers then there is some ceiling they uh -huh. occupy some share of uh, computer market and that's it they there they become tier two but when you reinvent your app reinvent your business and try new things 
you okay. can open new market niches for you and new growth drivers. So this is about like extending the tier one stage for your app, yeah, doing exactly. more things at the stage tier at the stage of, of the tier one. Exactly. Of course, you can do it on the tier two, but the momentum is lost. Your app is not growing anymore, and it's harder to make it grow again. Yeah, that's yeah. why I say that tier it's one is. Yeah. Vlad, this means that this graph is not like, uh, you know, you, you did not get it like, uh, I don't know, uh, as a fact, right? It's sometimes it's it's related to what you're doing with the app during the, the, the happy days, right? And what you're not doing with it. Uh, during exactly. the whatever. Always, always. So once you publish the app, once you click the button publish for the first time, it's not that you have this curve already fixed. Not at all. This is the story that builds up as your app grows. And as you invade your market, yeah. as you talk to your users, as you introduce new features. So this is not something fixed. It's a story that you write as you go with your app. Exactly, exactly. So, so the first card, let's call it card A. We are going to talk about organic versus paid. And like everybody that uh, is here live um, together with us, um, I believe that knows if his app is organic and paid, just like in a nutshell, and I will maybe go uh, on this very, very quickly, why organic traffic is like um, more valuable in terms of uh, quite everything, both exit and of course uh, other things. So cost first, organic is free. This is the new real estate, right? Of the internet, basically. And then the quality, the organic is often more engaged and interested in the content of the product. The users that are coming from organic are like not somebody that we picked and you know pushed into the, the app. They are, they are users that found us, right? And this is uh, telling uh, different um, you know, um, dimensions inside the app. And we are going to talk about it analytics uh, in a moment. And yeah, trust. Just, just one comment about it. Let, let's yeah. think about why there is organic traffic. Why are Apple and Google are handing out some, some traffic for free? Because yeah. great because. apps contribute to their ecosystems. Uh, iPhone alone is a great thing, but iPhone with the apps, with great apps, is a totally different thing. This is why the stores are interested in quality apps and interested in uh, giving some traffic for free to them. Yeah. And once you are a great app, it's like you become a part of infrastructure. Basically, you become a part of Apple's ecosystem, infrastructure, whatever you call it. Yeah. Uh, and it's very hard to compete with you once you are the infrastructure. You know, you cannot build a... It's very hard to build a competitor railroad when there is one already. That's the same thing with the apps. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so yeah, so user having more trust in organic apps that they found, of course. Uh, regarding demographic, um, it's very targeted audience because, as Vlad said, the rankings, the keyword real estate inside the stores, you know, are being picked by the stores very carefully. And like, uh, let's uh, put manipulations and incentive traffic uh, aside, right? Um, eventually, the best apps will be will take the best positions and the best real estate. And this is why, like, um, um, it's uh, the best targeted audience. Because, for example, if I have an app, whatever, for uh, for a uh, music stats, I don't know, 
And like uh, I'm seeing that the keywords that I'm having are like strongly related to um, keywords of uh, music stats and stuff like that. I can even identify the interest, the real interest of the users that are coming to my app. And it's really um, like sniper level uh, targeted. So this is a great thing. Convergence, organic R uh, traffic is uh, converting much better than user acquisition runs. Uh, Vlad, you wanted to say something else? Yeah, 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 exactly. So when you have the organic user, it's a person who came to the app store exactly to download your app, exactly to download the app that does this thing. If uh, we talk about music stats that Alan mentioned, if I go to the app store and I type music stats, that already means I want an app that does exactly this. Uh, if I'm a paid user, user who came from the ads, that means I was doing something else and I've seen a nice banner about music stats. I got interested and maybe I, I'm willing to try it. But it's not the same level of intention. Yes, of course, of course. So regarding um, like uh, being a scalable thing, like the thing with UA, it's like, theoretically, it's much more scalable, right? You can just put the money and like, uh, I don't know, the, the graphs goes up, right? But Sorry. like, <laughs> supposed to, to uh, goes up, right? Um, if you spend enough. But regarding organic, organic, like it's kind of like they are catching more and more real estate keyword, like organically over time. So like it's more something more sustainable, let's say. Um, and it's a long-term game. Uh, if we talked again about the graph that uh, going up and down, like organic will make it for the longer period uh, to catch the best uh, positions and to get more and more traffic. And we cannot see like big spikes in organic traffic, right? Because the store always monitor the apps and seeing what is the best current app for this kind of keyword, right? And then it gives the um, privilege to get the uh, free traffic. Um, analytics, again, with, as I said, it's much more targeted versus going to, I don't know, seven other um, user acquisition channels trying your luck and then trying to figure out what happened inside the product, right? With all this traffic, post-ATT world, let's not uh, get into it uh, too much. And last thing is brand. You are actually building a brand because if you have a great product, people are going to talk about your product and people are going to share uh, about your product. And we are going to talk today about even a tool that allows us to listen to what is happening around us regarding our product. So as a good indicator of if we are doing the, the right thing and bringing more users. Vlad? Yeah, with just one more comment about the magic of organic apps. Uh, we've seen apps that are nearly as old as the App Store itself. So the apps that, in terms of the App Store, exist forever. Uh, like imagine the universe, the Big Bang. So these apps exist since the very Big Bang and they exist until now. Um, some, you know, we've seen UA apps as well, like many of them. Yeah. And most of them do not live more than like three years. That's typical for a paid app. And organic apps is a totally different animal. Um, they are long lasting and that's why it's a different kind of asset. And this is why they are worth more than the paid apps. Exactly, exactly. So source of traffic. So what we're going to do now, like, guys, you have apps, right? 
you probably know the share of voice of organic traffic versus paid one. So here we are seeing like the four cards, right? Um, and if your app has like 85 to 100% organic traffic, it gets the card A1. If it has 70% to 85%, you get two. 30% to 70% organic traffic, you get three. And zero to 30%, you get four. So like, yeah. I don't know. It's like right? a game we can play with you right exactly. now. Exactly, we are now playing a game, okay? Yeah, so write, you can write in the comments, or if you are shy to yourself, what is the score that you got? Because this will add up with the other four cards, and then we will know our tier, and then valuation, multiplier, and all this magic stuff, okay? Is that make sense, guys? Please write me in the comments if it makes sense, or should I repeat the rules of the game again? Yeah, I have yeah. an interesting question here from Eric Snyder. Uh, okay. Shall we answer it now? Um, if it's related. If it's, it's related, related to otherwise. the variation. Yeah, so uh, let's so talk about it in the end, because, uh, yeah, we are uh, already halfway through. Okay, okay. so I guess it's uh, pretty clear. Okay, guys, let's move to the second um, uh, card, card B, let's call it, right? Uh, Vlad, please elaborate more about Lindy's Law, Apps Age. Ah, Lindy's Law, wonderful thing. So Lindy's Law is, uh, it sounds simple. Uh, I will translate it into the apps uh, world. If your app has survived uh, three years, it will probably survive another three years. Sounds simple, and it sounds like uh, something non-scientific. But in fact, if you Google Lindy's law or Lindy's principle, you find that uh, there is a statistical um, base, yeah. statistical proof for this. And it basically comes from the same um, statistics uh, like math as a Pareto principle. You know, Pareto is also 80% uh, result for 20% effort or 80% yeah. of something for 20%. So here it's the same. Actually, if the, the idea is if your app is uh, survivable, let's call it so, if it has ability to survive, then it will survive the three years. If it has ability to survive the three years, it will survive. And by surviving, it will prove that it is able to survive. And that's why it will probably survive another three years. If the app is like weak, like weak animal, that it will probably die soon. And uh, Lindy's law will show that, okay, it did not survive. That means it couldn't survive. Yeah. Yeah. So basically like in uh, one sentence, the whole thing that you just said, Longevity implies a resistance to change, okay? So your app is good enough to be there, to stay there, and every day that passes, it probably stay one day more in the future. So this is how it works. And regarding uh, Lindy's Law, um, the next card, card B, is regarding app's age. If your app is more than 18 months, it means that it survived, let's say, the amount of time that most apps will fail, okay? And um, it probably will last more than 18 months. According to Lindy's law, at least one point. Uh, Our um, Philodev says that organic is a force of nature, literally. I agree with that, actually. <laughs> Where the effectiveness of word of mouth, viral marketing truly kicks in. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Exactly, exactly. 
Um, second, if you have an app that 12 to 18 months, you get like two, car two. And if you have an app uh, six to um, 12 months, which is quite like new, right? You get three. And if you have a baby app, like a small baby app, I'm not sure how many of you are already parents, um, you get annoying four um, card. Okay, does that make sense, guys? I hope it does. Let's move on. Card C, traction. Um, let's talk a little bit about, again, real estate. And as uh, Philodev said, organic is the force of nature. And what does it mean? It means that in the new world, we get real estate for our digital assets or digital product, right? So real estate, in, in terms of apps, translating it to the apps world, we are getting two kinds of real estates. The first one is keywords rankings. And as we spoke, keywords ranking in the App Store and in the Google Play, but it goes much like in depth, more than that. Like you are getting also different real estate in the US that you get in the UK for iOS. And then you get in Google Play different real estate for different country, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, Basically, you can have working from home real estate in 175 countries per two platform, which is kind of like doubling the world, right? And um, owning some pieces of the um, you know uh, um, users' eyeballs. So this is the first thing. The second thing, and this is I think some something that most um, developers are not uh, taking a good look at, is the brand that is created in the social media speaking about your app and then you can track it and you can monitor it and then you can you know put some oil into the fire in order to explode it even uh, uh, farther uh, by the way great tool to do it is uh, brand 24 brand 24 no affiliation or something uh, with us we discovered also this tool we are using it to understand what is happening with our portfolio apps and also most importantly, pre-acquisition uh, and brand, tra brand traction. Vlad? Yeah, why we call it real estate? Because it's, uh, you know, like a, like a plot of land. It can generate money. It cannot, uh, like, expire. So typically, the keyword real estate uh, does not expire. It lasts very long. That's why the organic apps have longevity. So the keyword real estate together with the, like word of mouth real estate is something that will fuel your app for a long time. And yeah, this is yeah. what is great about it. Exactly, exactly. So regarding uh, organic uh, downloads, we are looking at uh, like uh, four different, um, let's say, uh, tiers inside this uh, traction card. Over 100K per month organic uh, downloads, you get one. 50k to 100k you get two 10k to 50k you get card three and below 10k month organic downloads you get four just because probably you still didn't created the traction or you don't have the real estate in the keywords or as a brand awareness in the social yeah what are we doing now is basically we are answering eric's question eric snyder's question we are uncovering how we look at the apps and how the valuation builds up. So when you get the cards, uh, they will finally, I'm just maybe 
disclosing it too early. But finally, when you have your deck of cards, you will understand how the valuation builds up. Exactly. Exactly. And also, and also, Vlad, you will understand where you get like um, like a low number or high number, right? The four or the threes or the twos, right? And where you need to focus now in order to have next time the, the a better app, a better um, card and a better valuation. Um, let's go for the fourth card, um, average revenue per month. And you know, guys, unfortunately, you can't buy groceries just with users. And to be honest, we see it quite a lot. People are really like, um, you know, um, happy with themselves about having lots of users. You know, lots is relative, but let's keep it as uh, lots of users. But eventually, if these users are not there to spend their money, one, or their attention by high retention, watching ads, etc., etc., I mean, it's a nice to have, it's a good feedback, maybe it's good for the ego, but in terms of survival, as we spoke, and the natural way the world works, it will not survive for the long time. Vlad, do you want to comment about yeah, that? You no. Know, in startups world, it's uh, or used to be cool not to have revenue. We are growing and we will yeah. see what it will be. Unfortunately, in the world of apps, it's not um, a good strategy. And you need to understand the unit economy of your app. You need to understand the, the funnel metrics uh, from the start. It's okay to have not much revenue. And it's okay to not have everything in place from the day one in terms of monetization. But starting measuring this is as important as having those money. Exactly, exactly. So without trying to monetize the app, I'm not sure, probably there are a few people here uh, live in the uh, broadcast that, I don't know, um, going for the let's first make it free, make it big, and then try to monetize it. This is a strategy, by the way. I'm not sure it's a good strategy for today's uh, market condition, but uh, let's put it aside for a moment. Um, guys, to try to monetize an, an app, it's also give you a great feedback loop, right? And then you know what they are willing to do, what they like about your product, by not by asking them and getting some, I don't know, answers from your friends, but actual, whoever goes to his pocket and pay for something, this is the real life test of um, having some kind of thing that might explode to a tier one app, uh, having a great valuation and eventually an exit. So the simplest metric uh, that you can measure about the monetization is the conversion rate or activation rate, as we call it. It's the percentage of users that buy anything in your app. So when you see a very high activation rate or conversion rate, very high, let's say, 10% is a very high rate. If 10% of your users buy, it's a strong sign of a tier one app. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Regarding uh, speaking numbers for the sake of simplicity, over $40,000 per month average proceeds. This is like getting the one card, 20 to 40, which is also amazing. And we are seeing quite a lot from this kind of uh, um, number two tier. Average proceeds is a, a nice. And then we are getting to uh, 5K to 20K average proceeds and below 5K average proceeds, um, which deserves to the fourth um, type of apps. Yeah, and about this card, I would say that uh, 
Um, we've seen apps that did not monetize well. Great products with poor monetization. Not yeah. very often, but sometimes we see that. Yeah. So this card, the revenue card, is probably not like the strongest card. You may have uh, tier three in terms of monetization. If you have all other cards tier one, then you still have a strong, strong card. Exactly. We will, we will go. We are going to speak now or soon about having the you know deck of cards, right? Like in poker. I'm not playing poker, but uh, I I can imagine. <laughs> um, what kind of cards you have and how you are going to play your cards. Last thing, before we are going to move to the deck cards, monthly active users, Mao. Um, by the way, like why we are not looking at DAO. So we do look also at DAO, but in everything that is non-games, usually people or users are not using it that often, right? Not in the, on a daily basis, like... Uh, playing games, right? And so like a monthly active users is something that makes more sense uh, in terms of people that are, will come at least once a month to the app uh, to get the value from it. Vlad, something about that? Yeah, and you know, some apps in or some markets, let's say, are not like designed to be used every day. Some apps in normal way, if even it's the greatest app ever, Uh, it may not be used every day just by the nature of the app. So that's why Mao is more interesting because once a month you have to use the app if it's useful. If you don't exactly. use it during one month, then probably it's not. Exactly. Exactly. By the way, I saw some graph. I don't have it here. They, um, you know, um, analyzed the amount of times you are using a product versus the price that you are paying for it. Let's just imagine Netflix Most of us are uh, using it like every day, at least for whatever, uh, 20, 30 minutes before we go to sleep, I believe, uh, or any other streaming uh, service, right? And we are paying for it, what, like $100 per, per year or something? I, I'm, I don't remember the pricing here, but uh, something like that. Versus a product that you might use it, consumer product, I don't know, every month. Um, I don't have examples for, I, for it. Vlad, do you have? I only pregnancy products come to mind. Yeah. But yeah, you okay. use it for the They had some bunch of uh, products in this uh, research. Uh, I will share it later uh, if necessary. But this is the idea. The more people will use it frequently, the more um, the, uh, they, will, they are willing to pay more. So monthly active users, now, so you are getting the one if you have more than one million monthly active users, you're getting the two if you have between 100,000 to 1 million and three, 10K to 100K. And the card that everybody hates, card four, you get if you have less than 10K ma, which means you don't have a real thing uh, in your hands. Yes. And you know, Mao is actually related to the organic traffic story that we told before. Because Mao is the fuel for your organic rankings. When you have a lot of active users, uh, it makes you hard to get for the competitors. An app with a lot of monthly active users will win the competition uh, in the App Store against the apps with the fewer monthly active users. Of course, That's of course, important. of course. Okay, so what we are going to do with the tiers? We now like learned about five cards, five tiers, right? 
and different like uh, um, like different uh, aspects of an app right first it was organic traffic then it was the age you remember Lindy's law from uh, Vlad's uh, great explanation and then we had like uh, organic downloads and then average uh, proceeds and last the mau so if you are holding now the one 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 five times card you have at least seven figures app in your hand and these kind of apps we know them because we have them and uh, we acquired some of them so like this app is a real uh, golden uh, treasure let's say vlad what can we say about this kind of hand if if you were yeah. all this kind of hand yeah we can say that uh The developers or owners of such apps are <laughs> the apps that we bought. So Asia Cup is asking if we buy apps. Yes, we buy apps. So we bought some and uh, we see a, a, an interesting trend. Um, very often the owner of the app, once he gets the money, is buying himself a car, an expensive car and yeah. most often Tesla car. And... Uh, <laughs> One of the guys uh, has bought his Tesla and he has crashed it the next way, the next day. Next day, so yeah. The day after he got the money, he bought, he's buying the Tesla. The next day, he's crashing the Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it doesn't become too frequent. Exactly. So, exactly. Buying Teslas is frequent and uh, crashing Teslas is not frequent yet. Hopefully, it will not be. Yeah, so, so if you have this hand... You are great. You are doing great. You are, if you remember the curve that we saw at the start of this uh, like um, live show, um, you are on the like. I'm not sure if on the top, on the bottom, or whatever, but you are on the hyper growth phase. So, but if you are holding this kind of um, hand, right? You have uh, maybe um, like 85% to 100% organic traffic, and you have like a decent age for your app, like. It's not a child anymore. It's like 12 months to 18 months old. And then yeah, you have... It's the age of the app, not the age of the users. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, 100K uh, organic downloads per month and um, 20K to 40K average proceeds and over 1 million users. How you can calculate your tier? Basically, as simple as it sounds, you sum them up and you do the average. You divide four per five, Okay. So in this case, this app uh, hand, let's say, got average score of 1.4, which still means a hockey stick. It still means like a, a great, great app um, to have. Um, but if we are comparing comparing it to the you know last one, the pure hockey stick that got an average score of one, of course, um, this app will get slightly better multiplier, and we're going to see in a second. Um, comparing to the the other hockey stick. So, again, I think you got this kind of idea. Tier 1 is the hockey stick, as we call it. And then we have Tier 2. We call it Evergreen because these are the stable apps. The apps that have some kind of real estate. They are getting some kind of traction. They have some kind of uh, nice uh, average proceeds and organic downloads. So everything is quite nice. Um, for some of you, it, it might um, shown as very nice, but 
we are seeing so many apps, so we can like already understand how many apps from this category um, exist versus the other ones. So tier two, evergreen, in this case, this app and this deck that you are seeing here got 2.4 average score. Vlad, what can we say about evergreen apps? You know, the growth cannot last forever. Uh, the hockey stick grows too. Of course, the app can grow very big, but still this happens in a few years. And if we talk about evergreen apps, we've seen the apps that are 10 years old yeah. uh, and more than 10 years old. And if the, if the product is high quality and if the market does not disappear, uh, if the product market fit and real estate, everything comes together, the app can live a very long time in the evergreen phase. It, it can also represent a problem, right? If uh, the app is stable, it means it's not growing. Uh, not dying, not growing. So this is the kind of apps where you absolutely need to look for new ideas to grow yeah. it and to hopefully get back to the hockey steep stage or at least to some growth, to add some growth. Yeah. Of course, it's much harder to grow something that is stable and it's not growing. So when the app is emerging, you I mean, you do anything and it starts to grow faster. Here you have to sweat. To make exactly. Exactly. Um, next one is tier three. We call them trendy user acquisition or UA apps, and we are seeing here thirty to seventy percent is coming from organic, which means the other part is coming from uh, paid, of course. And then the app age is twelve to eighteen. So in this case, in this example, it's pretty like decent, but the organic downloads are not so great. The average proceeds is 5K to 20K per month. It's not so great in this case uh, because it's also relied on user acquisition, right? And then we have like 10K to 100K MAU, not the best uh, MAU that we saw uh, now. If we are um, adding and summing them up and uh, doing the average, we are getting 2.8, which is quite close to 3. And this is why it gets um, trendy UA score. Vlad? What can we say about UA apps? Yeah, you know, uh, we've seen a lot of UA apps as well, tier three apps. And at some point, we started to mention that many of them, or even most of them, come from one country. Guess which country it is? Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, very soon we have discovered the reason. Uh, Turkish government is subsidizing UA apps. That sounds crazy, but... Turkish companies really can get real money to spend on the user acquisition. And it's not refundable. They just give, give it to you. So this is why uh, Turkey is like uh, the country, the place for the UA apps. And if you're not from Turkey, it will be harder for you to compete with them because they have a 30% discount from their government. Nice for them, but um, less nice for other people. Yeah, so go to now apply for a Turkish uh, residency, right? <laughs> or citizenship, right? Um, yes, so, so we see these kind of stories as well. Like um, we are seeing an app, we are seeing bad unit economy, right? We, we, we are seeing, hey, these numbers are not making sense because these guys are losing money. They are not having the ROAS, the return of ads. Um, and then we are... Uh, hearing the story that, hey, we do make money, but on Erdogan, uh, you know, on top of Erdogan, right? 
So this is uh, um, regarding uh, uh, tier three apps. And by the way, tier apps might uh, tier three apps might be also a good thing if you have a great unit economy and you have a great return of ads and everything is great. Good for you. You can scale it much faster. Um, and if you have, of course, channels to spend more in a scalable way without the CAC, the customer acquisition cost or the CPI that will jump over and leapfrog the lifetime value, it is great. It is a really great thing. But we saw after the ATT, iOS 14, that we, got, we started to get lots of um, you know, uh, leads that willing to sell their apps that uh, these apps were like completely trendy UA tier three apps. And um, we saw the unit economy and it doesn't make sense for them. So if they think that they want to sell in the point where it doesn't make sense for them, of course, it doesn't make sense for anybody. Yeah, the, basically the reason of dying or why, why tier three apps do not live long, UA apps do not live long, because the unit economy stop, stops to be positive. So when it emerges, it works for some time, but then your competitors build similar apps. They also start to buy traffic. Uh, because of the competition, the CPI goes up, go up, and the LTVs go down, and then this stops working, basically. And because it was kind of inflated with UA traffic, when the unit economy gets negative, it kind of stops very quickly, abruptly. Yeah. Once you start uh, losing money on each install that you buy, obviously you stop buying them. And it's good if you know that you lose money because some people keep uh, keep buying because they don't know the real equation. Um, Amir yeah. says he has an evergreen app. I think it's a good uh, call us or yeah. message us. We can, we can speak about that. So tier three apps, and then we have the tier four apps, cemetery, like everything is going wrong, like uh, there is no product market fit whatsoever, mm-hmm. bad organic, like everything is bad, right? And you're getting like four and like you have um, a dying app or already dead, to be honest, which is good because now you can maybe do another app or, I don't know, fix the cards that you think that uh, you, you have the ability to fix them, right? But anyway, it doesn't like, um, you know, make sense to, keep for a long time uh, dying up. Uh, it's just like uh, having a bad, um, you know, bad influence on your emotions, on your everything, to be honest. So I have a question. Like, what is the tier in this case, guys? Like, let's say there is high organic, 85% to 100%, getting the, the card one. Then we have over 18-month age, like it's quite old, right? getting again one but then regarding organic downloads less than 10k getting the four the ugly four card and then less than 5k proceeds and then less than 10k month mouth four what is the tier vlad what do you think arithmetically it's 2.8 right if you just yes. calculate it okay. but of course if you look at the cards and mau organic downloads Proceeds very low. Obviously, it's a tier four, despite yeah. the two tier one cards. So it's not quite linear, but but by making the average, you get a good estimate. Yes, exactly. So in this case, we wanted to show you like again, it's like um, 
to, to play some common sense into the cards game. It's always um, smart to do so, right? And uh, if you have no like revenue and no uh, real organic downloads and no real Mao, so you, you have a fault like Team 4 app, right? Uh, even if it's old, right? Uh, there, are, there are a lot of old apps that are dying there. Nobody's seeing there in the stores and they are organic and they are old, right? This is the only two things that they are. Um, so this is regarding this kind of stuff. And now after we have our deck, our card, our hand, now we are talking about multipliers, guys, right? So what we are going to see now is which tier and what is the multiplier that it can get? Vlad, do you want yeah, to walk this us? Is actually, yeah, this slide actually explains why um, it's better to look for partnerships when you are a tier one. Not, I mean, why the logic, uh, I will enjoy the growth and then I will sell it to some stupid guy, doesn't work. Because the multipliers of tier one are much higher than the multipliers of all other tiers. Yeah, so tier one gets like between 30 to 48 months, but sometimes if it's like the one, 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 it can get even like uh, um, more than that. Then we have the tier two, which is the evergreen. It can get 18 to 13 months, okay, uh, of revenue, of monthly revenue multiplier, of course, and we are going to talk about it in the next slide. Tier three, which is, we said, like the UA uh, trendy apps, Usually it's around 12, sometimes goes to 18, depends on the average that you got. And also depends if there is a positive unit economy, because if there is a negative unit economy or if the ROAS, the return of ads, is coming to you in five years from now. And Vlad, we saw these stories as well, that people say, hey, my LTV is like, I don't know, five times more than I spent. But then we show, showed him through the data you're going to recover the money in five years or more than that. So it doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. Another thing is uh, if you have a tier one up, don't um, be afraid to miss some growth. You may say, okay, I partner or I sell the app and I miss the wonderful growth. Quite often we have uh, revenue sharing agreements or uh, we share the growth basically. So you can have the, the best of the both worlds. Yeah. You can enjoy the some nice amount of money and you still can enjoy the growth at the same time. Yeah. When you yeah. partner, even when, when you sell the app. Yeah. I want to add something about that. Like, again, tier one apps um, or even tier two. Tier two, we said you have some time before it will go down. So now it's the time to, to, to do, to innovate, to do some stuff, new features, new uh, traffic channels, et cetera, et cetera. But like for tier one apps that are going fast, um, I think there is a time where if it's indie developer or a small group of developers, let's say like up to five or up to 10, whatever, they need to take the decision if they want to take it seriously and now build the whole company by themselves around this hyper growth app. And this is the right thing to do. All right. Or they want to have some support from, I don't know, players like us or play other players in the market. Um, but there is no other decision because once the app is growing so fast, eventually it will stop. And if you will not extend the period of time that it has this hyper growth by doing 
by making this app not an app anymore, but an app business or a company, like then you will lose the, uh, the, the, the momentum and you will start to see the um, decline or the flat first. And yeah, of course, four get, sorry, Vlad, zero yeah. months of multiplier because just to own it, it doesn't make any value or sense. Vlad. Yeah, I remember two stories about what you said, Alon. One story was about, uh, we actually have a video with the interview with the guy um, who we partner with, uh, the guy who has built a tier one app and his life became a nightmare because he was not able to support this growth alone anymore. And uh, he was not able to build the company, as Alon said. Um, and here, partnership with Blue Throne really helped him and saved him. And the other story is like vice versa story. We've seen an app that uh, has become a company before they found the product market fit. So they hired many people. Mm -hmm. They spent a lot of money monthly. But finally, they ended up in a, in a business that is negative, that in a business that is generating losses. And even the app was not so bad. The app was generating some money. But because they were too heavy, uh, their like investment attractiveness was killed. They yeah. were struggling to to find more money to finance the losses, and uh, it's like a vicious circle. This was they were a business, but they were a dying business. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Are like two extremes. Yeah, like exactly. Like you know, so one might think that hey, I need so many developers to create this kind of uh, you know, hyper growth or product market fit. And then you start to spend too much if you become a company too early, right? Or raise money and now you need to invest the money uh, quite fast to show some growth. But then you start to, do some, to have some failures in your product or having some kind of fat in your team, not the best people that you can have. And then this adds up to a point where it doesn't make any sense and the company is gone. Uh, especially in this kind of market condition. Um, so multiplier of what, guys? What we are going to multiply, the, to multiply? This is the question. And for some, some might think that, hey, I'm going to multiply the top line, the gross sales, like before the store taking their cut, the 15 to 30%, okay? Um, and some might think, okay, I will uh, multiply the net revenue, the proceeds, of all sources, like both stores and ads and revenue and everything. And some might um, multiply the uh, net profit, which is the EBITDA. Vlad, what is EBITDA? EBITDA, um, earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization. So basically for the apps world, EBITDA is something very close to net profit because apps usually don't have depreciation. Uh, depreciation is something about physical assets like rail cars, buildings. Um, so D and A are not really relevant to the apps. Interest and tax, um, usually apps do not finance themselves with debt. That's why interest typically for, for apps is not, not there. And tax, yes, uh, apps pay taxes. So basically EBITDA for the apps is earnings before the tax, right? Yeah. what the app earns before you pay the taxes. And that includes payroll, all the stuff that you see here. 
on the slide. Yeah, so, so because we are talking about, as we spoke at the start of this conversation, about a very profitable uh, business, it, it, it can be very profitable and it can be very like, losing, losing money, right? Uh, but if you build it correctly and you have the, the tier one or the tier two or even sometimes the tier three, you can have a great um, and lean uh, business here. And so most of the times it is common to take the multiplier from the profits of all sources, the net revenue. But sometimes, and this is something that we saw, there is a fixed cost. between the net revenue and the EBITDA that Vlad uh, explains about. And just for example, you to understand, and you can see here in the, in the picture what, is, like, what it might be, but like we sign up that makes 100K profits, net revenue. It was like 150K or 140 something gross revenue, top line, and then 100 net. And then the EBITDA was less than 30K. So 50K of the net revenue goes to fixed cost of servers. Okay, they used Firebase or whatever, and they pay a lot for the, you know, read and write and everything that uh, is, is being paid in, uh, in Google. And Google knows to charge you once you uh, use too much, uh, in, not in a smart way, um, in their platform. So like in this case, of course, there is a fixed amount. that is quite hard to um, remove, right? And this hurts for sure the multiplier in which we are uh, applying. So this is regarding like servers, or as Vlad said, sometimes there is a payroll of people, just like five people that maintain the app. I'm not saying building new features to grow the app. This is not like, this is, we are putting like uh, uh, this part uh, aside. because this is like growth investment, which is a good thing. But regarding like just to maintain the DevOps and everything that goes inside this operational cost, um, of course, that this need to be cut. Vlad? Yeah, the summary is uh, try to stay lean. Don't, uh, don't grow your expenses too much, right? Yes, exactly. And mind the growth. So when you invest, your expenses is basically an investment here. So invest in growth, not just... Yes, yes. So for UA apps, of course, we have user acquisition. You, you see UA expenses or sources. Of course, you needed to um, uh, invest this money in a smart way, in a stupid way, depends, uh, in order to grow. So of course, it's take, it is uh, being taken into account. And just to conclude, some other cards that uh, might be interesting, like ratings, and reviews how many ratings you have versus the competition. It's a good indicator. Again, you can get one, two, three, or four. And then the niche that you are playing, if you are uh, like playing just as an example in the VPN niche, first, probably you are tier three, like uh, you get it like uh, quite uh, naturally, right? It's hard to compete there. But then like uh, there are different niches and different risks for these uh, niches. And then download strength. Okay, let's say you have like uh, tier one downloads, but it's starting to go down very, very quickly. Okay. And so it means that you already missed something. Vlad, you want to say something? Yeah. So if you only start to develop your app or if you think about the new app, think about the G card very carefully. That will be decisive 
for the life story of Europe. Yes, yes. And this is a decision you actually take before launching the app, right? Yeah. Um, and then you have revenue trend, also Dow and Mao trend. Again, if it starts to decline and goes down, like investors will see it. Investors will identify it. This is the first thing that they're going to look for, okay? Um, and then some retention, uh, legal stuff. If you have issues with Apple, Apple did a review or like gave you some kind of uh, warning before ban, or even we saw apps that are not alive anymore because they got banned and then they want to sell a banned app. Not a great idea, right? Um, I want to speak two minutes about uh, the N card, activation versus renewals, or uh, Vlad will speak. Vlad, you want to? I can speak, yes. Okay. It's a very yeah. interesting card, by the way. So if your app has subscriptions, some apps do not have subscriptions, so that's fine. But if you do have, um, it's a very simple ratio to calculate. Just find out your number of activations and the number of renewals. Divide one by the other one. Divide activation by renewals. Um, we call it old revenue and new revenue, right? Activation is kind of new revenue because also because most users who subscribe are new users who just downloaded the app. So what does this uh, ratio shows us? Um, let's just say that uh, dying, the dying apps, dying subscription apps have this very ratio very low. They have a lot of old money and very little new money. That means the inflow of the new users, of new subscribers is low, and your app is basically like a bank deposit. So it's like, or like a loan. Uh, you get paid, you get the money, and you also can forecast how much money you get. This is a good story. But the bad thing is, whatever you do in the app, uh, most of the things you do in the app influence the activations. Because if you improve, if you add a new feature, uh, let's say this feature adds 30% of your to your activations. A lot, right? But if your activations are very low, then 30% of very low is very low still. Yeah. Uh, that means that an app with a very low activation to renewals ratio are very hard to improve, right? Yeah. And uh, if your app has a very high activations to renewals ratio, that means whatever you do in the app improves activation and improves a significant part of your revenue. This is why it is important. Yeah, exactly. So, so basically what you're saying, Vlad, you can see two apps having even like $1 million per year revenue, right? One is, let's call it the healthy one, with a good ratio between activations, which means new subscribers, versus renewals, which means old money, old subscribers. And this, the second one is just, you know, living from the, the old money that is being generated back in the past from users that maybe forgot, maybe did not forgot, it doesn't matter, but it will be hard for a player to jump to this game and to appreciate this app, right? Yeah. So the threshold here, just to give you a number, is 50% or one-to-one, -one, right? One activation, one renewal. If you are below one-to-one, -one, you start having a trouble. Good. And the last thing is like infra infrastructure complexity. Of course, if you build uh, like, uh, you know, a monster um, uh, in terms of tech complexity, which is maybe even very hard 
to hand to somebody else to deal with it because you build this kind of stuff and it requires specific knowledge or I don't know, you build it uh, in not in uh, the correct way, right? This adds a complexity to this deal and maybe the player who wants to invest or to like uh, partner with is like, uh, will have uh, second thoughts, all right? Okay, guys, like uh, we already 15 minutes uh, off. So uh, I hope that first you enjoy this kind of presentation. We try to uh, like share uh, quite everything with you guys for you to understand how to evaluate, how to calculate your uh, tier, up tier and multiplier. And we have in our website this kind of tool that you can find your app automatically. It probably will discover the number of downloads and maybe the number of revenue. You can fix it if you want. Um, just for the sake of curiosity, you can jump to check if it's uh, getting you the right numbers, right? Um, and then you can get like um, um, a rough estimation of your app evaluation, how much it worth. Of course, if you want to go through everything together with us to know your cards, uh, all the cards of your apps and to discover how much it worth and you really consider to exit or to partner with uh, Bluetron, having tier one, tier two, sometimes even tier three, tier four, still uh, stay out of the game. Um, so feel free to do so. And the last thing that I want to say before Vlad is, is jumping, um, guys, if you are coming to Mau Vegas, uh, Bluetron will be there. Uh, Steve will be there uh, as well. And all the Nice people that we know, uh, Mobile Action and Purchasely and all the good friends uh, we have so we can chat. Even if you have like, I don't know, tier four, we, you can come, you can say hello. We are uh, like uh, willing to talk with you guys. We learn a lot. You can learn from us. So this is a great place uh, to meet. Um, I will fly from Singapore um, to Vegas in two days. And the whole journey by itself is quite like more than 24 five hours or something uh, but yeah this is uh, the, the place uh, to meet us in person and this is very, very important Vlad yeah so just to sum up if you have the cards like this tier one apps tier one cards and if you have like an obsession to buy a Tesla then probably the destiny will bring you to us yes yes again partnership or exit or you can just get the, the cards and maybe take decision to build a company, to do something great by yourself. We are here anyway to help in one way or another. Thank you, guys. We enjoyed a lot. I hope that you enjoyed as well. And if you have any questions, any comments, any I don't know what, feel free to reach us out through the YouTube channel with questions, through the website, through emails. Like Everything is quite uh, you know visible uh, online. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Vlad. Have a nice day for us. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to us. Bye-bye. Tired of overpaying for App Store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.